Hey, everybody, and welcome to In the Clinch MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan Frederick. First of all, as always, I want to thank you all for listening and for downloading the show or streaming it, however you're listening to it. And uh, please make sure and uh, sign up for whatever service you're uh, listening to. Just sign up for our feed and you'll get all our shows right in your podcast catcher. You'll get a reminder whenever we drop a new one. And uh, if you haven't already, please consider signing up for the uh, Fight Game Media Patreon. That's patreon.com back backslash fight game media just five bucks a month uh you get almost a, a podcast a day boxing pro wrestling mma pop culture and uh as well uh on the free feed if you can leave us a nice uh, five-star review really helps raise the profile of the site and we're actually getting you know we're getting to the point now where you know the downloads are getting to the level we're getting like close to what we our goal was so i want to thank you all for that as well and uh, hopefully we get there and just blow right past it so um, but yeah, Brian, this is uh, my last show. Well, I, I think I'm only missing one with you. I'm missing two of my other podcasts that I do. Um, and uh, but uh, yeah, so looking forward to uh, previewing the UFC that we got coming up this week. We got a lot of news, uh, some uh, minor league MMA as well, regional MMA, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but uh, Ryan, uh, how how was your uh, almost month off from UFC? How'd you enjoy it? I kind of wish we had a little bit more time. I mean, especially considering the year, the the way the MMA news cycle has started the year off, it hasn't been very pleasant. And it's just like, oh man, I don't know. I'm not ready to deal with this right now. But yeah, we'll be back in action, and I'm sure it'll be fine. So I I, I gotta say, I'm like I'm think I'm gonna watch this show. I I may not, you know, depending on how busy we are and how much time I have. Um, you know, because I don't have to review it, um, but I'm I, I'm dreading turning on the show and seeing a commercial for the Power Slap League, and I I mean I don't know if I will, and uh, you know we'll talk about that a little bit later, but th- I mean that's one thing, and then you know and then we got some other you know terrible news we're going to talk about in in the news, and yeah it's just been you know not a great start to the year, and I mean on the bright side the fights are usually good so um you know we'll we'll have that to look forward to um but yeah some actually there's one bit of news here that i don't even see so i'll I'll maybe spring it on you when we get to it but um anyways um but uh yeah let's let's start off by looking at the show because there actually was a change uh since we last spoke um you know the main event was supposed to be um actually the top two fights we're both kind of, you know, we, we had that discussion about which one should be the main event. You know, should it be um, Rachmanov and Neil or should it be uh, Imovov and Gastelum? Well, turns out we're not getting either one of those fights. Nope. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, what happened with this main event? Uh, Gastelum, I guess, just pulled out. Okay. So today was a uh, today. Kelvin Gastelum was doing his final uh, his final preparations as camp, his last day. Last day of training camp, usually guys, guys and gals, they spend Monday doing doing their final prep, and uh, he was doing doing a training session, and he there was an accidental knee that hit his jaw, and knocked out a tooth and messed up his chin, wow. chin and all that. So uh, he pulled out of the fight because going to have to have having to have emergency dental work on the Monday of a fight week. You're not going to be able to. You're not gonna be able to fight, so he pulled out and uh, in steps in Sean Strickland. Which this is a great start of the year when you ever we have to endure another Sean Strickland main event inside the Apex because those aren't very 
entertaining to say the least. You know, second straight main event. Main yeah. event he's gonna he's gonna fight uh Imovov and they're gonna fight at two hundred five pounds just because okay. Strickland's not gonna be able to make one eighty five on, on such short notice. So so yeah, we have that and you know, like I saw our our buddy Caposa say say, What did the MMA world do? Or he said something along the lines, I guess I guess with everything that's happened in MMA over the last couple of weeks, we we deserve two straight Sean Strickland main events inside the Apex. So, you know, like I said, people love Sean Strickland, but he's not a very entertaining fighter. And this has gone from a fight that I was really looking forward to because Gaslam is usually pretty in pretty entertaining fights. And this fight, I, I mean, it just doesn't do anything for me right now. Maybe because it's Sean Strickland doesn't do much for me just because, like I said, he's, he's a good fighter. Just not... He's just not in the exciting fights except when he's on like the the end of an Alex Pereira beating or you know stuff yeah, like and that. So. Nasserdim uh, Imovov does not seem like the kind of guy that's going to get a good fight out of him. Um, yeah, uh, Imovov's kind of how this fight's going to go. Yeah, Imovov's good. I think Imovov's just going to. You know, Strickland's probably coming in with no training at all. You know, I, I would, I'd be surprised if he's barely been in the gym since since a month, since a month ago. I'm surprised. I'm sure it's happened, but I can't sure remember the last time that we yeah. saw someone main event two straight shows. Like, I, I yeah, I can't, it has I to have happened. Like, I, don't, I don't know that. Yeah, I, I don't know that that I don't know that's happened two straight show. Two straight shows. I mean, like two straight. Well, the last time it would have been back in the. We've had, but we've yeah, had it would be that. back in the era when they were doing, you know, like five or six shows a year would be maybe the last time. Yeah. You know, and even then it would have yeah, been, you know, like, like two, this. Two straight. Yeah. Two two straight events. You know, that's, that's, uh, yeah, I can't remember. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to ask Mike Bond. He'll know. <laughs> or if he doesn't know, he'll find yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we've had uh, fighters right. fight on two straight two straight events, you know. Just yeah, we've had a few of those. Yeah. yeah, and then I, I and then we I had the lot- those. Then we had those two straight pay per views headlined by Figueredo back in back during the pandemic. Yep. But uh, but yeah, but that that was two pay per views, and even events, that was but, something that we hadn't yeah. seen. Yeah, um, Tito yeah. did it one time, didn't he? He was on two straight pay per views, but not. Um, or is it Bader? It was one but of those two? I think. But I think it was Tito. Uh, it was Tito. Uh, yeah, two. yeah. When he fought Bader, he 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 got the win. Yeah, he was on two straight pay-per-views, but not, but yeah, but yeah. not heavily, not not a main event in both. So not main event in both, and not two straight shows. So well, in the main uh, event yeah, only that, one of them, only main event only one of them. But yeah, two straight pay-per-views. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's that's uh, unique. We'll have to we'll do some research before Saturday and find out. But yeah, so you know, and we got that. We got Strickland and Imovov, and then the rest of the card is. I mean, it's not a good card. Um, you know, there's some decent fighters on there, some interesting ones, but um, we're down to 12 fights. Main card um, solid. Main, main card solid. Main card is solid, but we have a lot of debuting fighters and a lot of unknowns on the on the prelims. Yeah, I, I'm showing five on the main card right now. Is that the final, or are they going to move one that, of these? That's prelims? correct. That's correct. No, that's okay. correct. Okay. So, um, yeah, so we've got, yeah, so Strong Strickland. So, I mean, on the right for Strickland, I guess, you know, it's a chance for him to kind of rebound from that loss to Cannoneer. And I mean, and that was, is that if I'm remembering right? Like, that was, it wasn't 
that was one like some people thought he won right like he thought he won all five rounds right yeah yeah like i I said like i said that was the probably the closest fight of the year last year and it was one of those where i mean you were even talking about how you could easily have seen it 50 45 for him for him and either way 45 either way yeah so so yeah super close fight and Fight, oh, was like that the said, one where it was 49, 46 on all three cards, but like two were different and like, uh, you know, two had one fighter and the other one had the other. I think that was the final. If that's, uh, if that's the one. It was four. Yeah. 49, 42, 49, 46 is for Cannon here. One forty nine, forty six for, yeah. for Strickland. Yeah. Which normally sounds ridiculous, but in this case it actually fit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So we got that. And then, you know, and like I said, not much else. I mean, give us uh, your, your three fights to watch. Okay. Uh, number one on the list is a bantamweight fight. Umar Nurmagomedov against Rony Barcelos. Cousin Umar, uh, just undefeated. Uh, undefeated. Cousin of Habib. The 15-0, seven submissions, you know, just dominating everybody. Looks like a future champion. Uh, Barcelos, super, super tough, super tough. Big test for, for Nermagomedov. But, you know, Barcelos had that little rough patch where he lost two straight, but he bounced back with a good win. Good win in October, and, you know, he's 17-3. and three. Like, that's a really good record. You know, black belt, black belt in jiu-jitsu. Uh, Going to be a tough test for Cousin Umar, but, but Cousin Umar, he passes this one. He's ready for top five guys. Uh, number two on my list, I'm going to go with a middleweight bout. It's a it's got a debuting fighter, but uh, Claudio Ribeiro gets uh, Abdul Razak Alassan. Alassan, when he's at the top of his game, he's arguably one of the most violent fighters in the UFC. He's got 11 wins, all by knockout, and all by and all uh, all of them inside the first round. And uh, when he loses, it's usually by decision. He's got five losses, four by decision, and uh, yeah, but and uh, he's lost four of his last five, but desperately needs a win. And Ribeiro is is making his debut. Uh, I believe he's undefeated. I don't have his record for me. Twelve and zero, uh, contender series guy. So yeah, that uh, that should be a barn burner. And uh, for my third, you know what? I'm going to go with co-main event: Dan Ige against Damon Jackson. Ige's trying to. Trying to uh, end the three-fight losing skid. Jackson's won four straight. He's coming off that memorable win he had uh, that happened the the weekend after his brother tragically passed away. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's just uh, Ige. Uh, he wants to get back in the title picture. If he wants to stay ranked, he's got to win this one. Jackson wins this. We could see him in the rankings, and that would be a, a big comeback for him because he was a guy who, who was cut from the UFC not long ago. But he's come back. He's come back and won – Five out of six with the only loss to Ilya Tapuria. So that's you know that's not that's not a bad loss when you look at Tapuria. So uh, yeah, that's a that's a solid fight right there. All right, and I uh, I didn't uh, get a chance to do my ROI yet, and I honestly don't know if I will this week because of the fact that I'm gonna be in Florida and I don't even think I'll be able to bet with my regular uh, thing, and I don't want to like set up an account while I'm down there. So, um, but I do have uh, three I think that are three good value bets here. First one is uh, Jimmy Flick against Charles Johnson. He is um, he's actually a big underdog, plus three fifty, and um, you know, and I and he's fighting Charles Johnson, who coming off a split decision and a loss before that. Um, and uh, Jimmy Flick's coming in on a four fight win streak, including that like really nice uh, win over Cody Jordan in his last fight. So I, I really like that one. Uh, Javid Basharat, he's a minus three fifty favorite, which is not great, but I think he's almost a guarantee. And um, and and he's facing a debuting fighter, Mateos Mendonca, who we don't really know a lot about, but 
I just Javid is really, really good. We know that. And my third one, uh, Ketlin Vieira against Rocky Pennington. Um, she, I'm surprised this is like a pick 'em because Rocky. I mean, she's won four in a row, but she, you know, she hasn't been terribly active in, you know, you know, I guess, you know, the last four years, three, four years, you know, she's fought a few times, but I, Ketlin Vieira is like one of the few people at bantamweight that you could foresee, you know, I, I could foresee getting to a title position. And I kind of like that at even money on. So I'm going to go with, uh, with her. Um, and, uh, yeah, I wanted to see what the odds were on Kashera and, uh, Eubanks, but I guess, there's, they don't have odds on that fight yet for some reason. I don't know why, but um, uh, I, I have I have some odds for that fight. Look it up real quick because I think I think Kashera should be the favorite, but I would I would put her at like one minus one eighty. Yeah. yeah. The uh, okay. On topology, there's nothing listed. There's 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 more there's more there's more of them that have come out. Uh, DraftKings has Eubanks minus two hundred five and Casarero plus one seventy five. Oh, I'm jumping all over that. If okay, so yeah, yeah. take take Casarero as an underdog there, all right? Because uh, she's she's been impressive uh, lately, and uh, I I'm just never I'm not a huge fan of Sajar, and I know you're not either. But um, she's won four of her last five, and. Uh, Three of them by finish. I I think this is a this is a, a good one. What are they fighting at? Flyweight. Yeah, one twenty five uh, is what. I okay. Yeah. Okay. What says, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm wondering because I know the last fight uh, Kashera was over that. So. Um, yeah, she was. They, she fought at one thirty five last time because I think it was a short notice thing. So. Yeah, and and Kishere and Eubanks miss weight. So. Yeah. Um, History right. there. So. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. All right. Well, speaking of that, uh, let's uh, start with the preview. And uh, that's the first fight, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Everything this week is on ESPN plus going to be tough going against playoff football and, you know, not a a strong card going against playoff afternoon show. Four o'clock afternoon show. Yeah. Starts at four o'clock main card at uh, our prelims at four Eastern main card at seven Eastern Uh, kicks off with the women's flyweight fight that I'm sure I'm looking forward to Priscilla Cachoeira against the jar Eubanks. uh, then we have the flyweight fight, uh, Charles Johnson against Jimmy Flick. You brought up Jimmy Flick in your ROI. He, he's coming off of a retirement, a very you know a year long retirement. I mean, he uh, no, it's like two two years maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All I remember is he said he retired citing fire pay, two years, but apparently yeah. the fire pay is good enough to come back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, two years. Yeah, it was December twenty twenty. Yeah, uh, or twenty twenty one, whatever. Um, yeah, but he, I guess the fighter pay is actually good compared to what he was doing outside of it because he's back. Uh, then we have a featherweight fight debuting Isaac Dolgarian against Dan Argueta. Uh, Dolgarian's 5 0 or 6 0, something like that. Uh, very, very solid future. So he he's a bright prospect to keep an eye on. We have a flyweight fight, Alan Nascimento against Carlos Hernandez. Bantamweight fight, Javid Basharat against Mateus Mendonca. Uh, then we have a lightweight fight against two between two debuting guys, Matus Rebecca against Nick Fiore. Fiore's a uh, training partner of Calvin Cater, Rob Font, you know the the uh, the whole Boston, the whole Boston crew. Uh, he's taken taking this fight on short notice. Uh, then capping off the prelims is the middleweight fight I talked about, Claudio Rivera against Abdul Razak Al Hassan. And our five fight main card kicks off the bantamweight fight: Umar Nurmagomedov against Rayoni Barcelos. Then women's bantamweight fight, uh, possibly a title eliminator, especially for Ketlin Vieira. Uh, 
against Raquel Pennington. We have a solid middleweight fight, Punahele Soriano against Roman Kopilov. Then our two top fights, Dan Ige against Damon Jackson in the featherweight fight, and Sean Strickland against Nasruddini Mavov at 205 pounds. Here you go. If you had to pick a sleeper fight for uh, fight of the night, the one of the three you mentioned? Yeah, I would probably say Ige and Jackson. That has the very yeah the potential to be very good. I, I would say there's a outside chance. I mean, it doesn't happen very often on the early prelims, but I really like that Jimmy Flick Charles Johnson fight. To, yeah, to be, yeah, that could be good to too. Have some yeah. excitement too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, like you said, ESPN Plus uh, going up against the playoffs going to be tough. Uh, probably get a lot of promotion for the pay per view, uh, which um, we're going to talk about. Um, Definitely yeah. interesting stuff going on there. Yeah, um, but yeah, so that's and honestly, uh, oh yeah, no, that's not, not quite yet. So yeah, so that's UFC um, coming up this weekend, and there's also some uh, some other um, MMA going on. We've got um, one on Prime Video on uh, Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, just pulling up the card here, Marcus Galveo, or just, oh no, it's not Marcus Galveo, it's Gilbert Galveo in the main event. Um, and uh, he is facing Un Lun Singh. Who is uh, who is a um, like a one regular? Um, it's actually not even the main event of the show, but it's the main event of the U.S. show. Um, there's there's a bunch of kickboxing and uh, uh, fights and grappling matches and stuff in there. Uh, we've also got Johnny Nunez. Uh, I think he's a former UFC fighter, right? Uh, he was only on Ultimate Fighter, but he's best known oh. as Mister Misha Tate. Right, 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 right. Okay. And he's fighting Gary Tonnen, who is uh that guy's got a lot of uh a lot of notoriety. A lot of jujitsu yeah. experience. Yeah. Uh not great in MMA. I mean he started off good and then he lost his last fight. So yeah. um, six and one. Six to one's not too shabby. No, no, but he, he got brutalized in his last fight. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then uh and then we got another Jay Woon King who's a veteran of the uh Southeast regional scene. I've seen I've seen him fight before. He's been in one for a few years now, uh going up against uh Shoko Sato from uh I believe he's from Pancras. So uh yeah, it's uh that'll be on, on one on Prime Video. Those shows are always fun. Um and and you know, if you like other disciplines as well i would maybe they'll show some of those uh kickboxing and grappling matches as well um and then uh oh shoot i had i had this all set yeah i uh, I, I have the list here too if you yeah i had it um we have the lfa show as well 150 lfa 150 on uh friday on ufc fight pass and uh nobody of note there um i can see uh i don't know if there's anybody you wanted to call attention to on on this card I haven't even looked at it. Uh, I'm I'm looking at it right now. There's like a couple undefeated fighters on the on the main card. Wes Schultz, Quang Lee. Yeah. yeah. Um, not much yeah, else these, there. This is one of those. Yeah, this is one of definitely those good shows if you want to kind of scout out some early possible possible uh, fighters for your contender series this year. That's a good. This yeah. Is a good one to watch. And then this the one. Event. And then this one is one that has been. Uh, they've been promoting this on the shows. The uh, Uri favors A1 Combat. That's going to be on UFC Fight Pass at 10 o'clock on uh, Friday. Um, and it uh, looks like some more experienced fighters on this show, um, but nobody that you've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We I got three see. title fights. Yeah. Are these, is this yeah. actually MMA? It is, right? It's yeah. It's not MMA. Like yeah. Rules or yeah anything? These are, okay. No, and these are all pro fights. So, yeah. Yeah. 
the one guy recognizes Andrew Coyne. I'm just trying to see where I would have seen him before. Oh yeah, Combate. I knew I knew that name. Yeah, he's he's fought on Combate before. Uh, that that would be the probably the most well known guy. He's in the main event against Justin Cornell for their featherweight title. So, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, Uriah Faber. I mean, he's the face of the uh, of the company. So, uh, and I think that was it for. Um, yeah, there's not much else. Team. I mean, there's a there's a Fury Challenger series on Sunday, but that's about it for the week. Yeah. All right. Cool. So. Uh, that is the regional stuff. And now I, I like your question of the week. Um, so, I mean, since it's your question, why don't you ask it? Okay. Yeah. Let me actually pull pull up our email. Uh, since that's the only time I've written it down. Uh, oh, okay. 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 So, uh, anyway, this week's question is, okay, pick any division in the UFC. UFC, who's a fighter currently ranked between 13th and 15th in that division? That'll be top five by the end of 2023. Okay, I mean, there, to me, there's one really obvious answer. Okay, um, and uh, but I just want to make sure I'm not missing anything. I'm scanning all of them, but I saw it in like the first division I looked at. Yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about. Yeah, um, but you know what? There's there's a dark horse here too. Um, so I, I mean, I think it's Muhammad Mukayev. Yeah. Um, at number fourteen of flyweight, I mean, to me, he's the obvious one. Um, but the one that I thought is a dark horse is um, is Alexander Romanov okay. in uh, at number thirteen at heavyweight. Um, just because I'm looking at some of the names above him, and if he manages to get fights with them, I, I could actually see him beating them. So, but uh, I think Mohamed Mukhayev is you know two two more wins and he's right up there, especially if they're impressive. Yeah, yeah, I would say the I would agree. Makayev, you know, he's number fourteen at flyweight. It's I. It is dependent on him getting fighters fights against guys you know higher ranked. So that's a big thing. I want to say a dark horse here though uh, could be a bantamweight. Adrian Yanez. He's currently thirteenth, but he's fighting Rob Font in April, who's ranked number six. And we know how these rankings work. If Yanez beats Font, I mean, he's going to shoot up to six seven and. You could probably see him fighting a top five guy by by the end of the year. He wins that, and he's right there in the top five. That's a that's another dark horse right there. So you know, I'd like to yeah, I'd like to see is Drew Dober, but I don't think it'll happen. But um, if he has another year like he had this year, he will be. But I don't think he will. Yeah, Yeah, I think I also think another dark horse possibly is that welterweight Michelle Pajaya, depending on how many if he can get three to four fights in this year, this year because he's. See, he's fighting. He's fighting Sean Brady. I mean, in March, and Brady's number eight. And like I said, like I said, like that. If, a, if the guy who's fourteenth beats eight, odds are he's moving up to to eight. And then you know he fights somebody like you know a Thompson or a Burns or a Muhammad yeah. in that range, somewhere in that range, easily be top five by the end of the year, possibly. So, who's so, Jimmy yeah. Cruz there's, fighting? There's now? a few. There's a few dark horses. Who's Jimmy Cruz? Uh, is he on the Australia show? Uh, he's fine. He's on the Australia show. I think he's fighting Roundtree. Well, you know what? That's. I, I mean, that's another guy that could move up. Um, if he gets an impressive win over Roundtree, but I mean, he could lose to Roundtree too. Um, yeah, but yeah, let me look real quick. I would. I would say if he wins that fight, if that's who he's fighting, no, he's he's, next. he's fighting Alonzo Alonzo Minifield. Okay, so not ranked. So he's got to win that. Right, and then, yeah. you know, he'd probably get somebody like uh, Ozdemir or Paul Craig next. 
and you know and then yeah you know you never yeah. know you never know uh he's got the power so never know uh, yeah and then with the women like yeah. you never know right like i mean you know two or three wins in a row and you, you know you're shooting up that flyweight ranks so um you know it could be <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> tracy cortez i mean cortez yeah depending on her situation going on you know amanda hebus yeah she's yeah. good yeah. Then, yeah. So what's going on with Tracy Cortez? How come she hasn't fought since May? Uh, well, she was supposed to fight Hebus there at the Orlando card and it got canceled right after weigh-ins and she never really she never okay. really gave a reason. There was just something, you know, she talked about her mental health and all that. And I don't oh, really know. Okay. Nobody kinda there's no like clear reason. You know, maybe she was taking some medication that got that got her flagged for it. I don't know. You know, who knows? Oh okay. who knows the whole okay. story. You know, she as far as we know, she's not pregnant, so 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 there's not a little baby Ortega running around in her yet. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right. So yeah, that was fun. I kind of like that. It'll be interesting to go back and uh, look and see at the end of the year. And uh, I mean, one of us should write this down, but neither one of us will. Uh, well, um, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure I can remember. It was pretty easy. <laughs> okay. I, I think Muhammad, uh, I, um, uh, Mikhaev is a pretty good, pretty good guess. Yeah. All right. So we actually have two. We have to talk about questions this week because, like, like Ryan, you brought up at the beginning of the show, this has been a news-heavy. Uh, week or you know a couple weeks and uh i think this happened just after we recorded maybe it was wednesday that it came out uh, i want to say yeah. it might have even been tuesday um, wednesday thursday possibly okay but uh and and i know some people think this is just incredibly you know industry changing news and i just think it's jake paul desperately trying to stay relevant but um jake paul has signed with the pfl and uh, he is announced that he is going to be um, fighting in their super fight division, which will have two pay-per-views a year. And the fighters uh, that fight on in this division or on these cards will be guaranteed at least 50% of the revenue, which, I mean, that could potentially be like literally hundreds of dollars for, for all of them, um, maybe even thousands. Um, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know how people are snowed by this and how people somehow think and people have convinced themselves that Nate Diaz is going to sign with PFL and he's going to fight Jake Paul and it's going to do, you know, 500,000 buys and these guys are going to be multimillionaires. And I just, uh, it's ridiculous in my opinion. I don't know what you think. I mean, the only way Nate Diaz uh, fights Jake Paul is to get a guaranteed minimum, probably 7 million up front. Yeah. At the very least, because he can easily go back to UFC fight Connor and get fifteen to twenty million out of them. So I mean, it's just it's and and then Jake Paul doesn't want to fight him MMA first. He wants to fight him fight him boxing first, which I see as a as a ploy to as a ploy to to be like if Jake Paul beats him in boxing, where he goes mm-hmm. like, nah, I don't want to do the MMA fight. I think it's just it's a it's a stunt for him. And like I said, I don't see any. There will be a commission that will sanction that fight in MMA. There shouldn't be a commission that sanctions that fight in MMA. It's it's a little bit different than boxing. And boxing is, yeah, everybody wants to point at when it comes to boxing the the Mayweather McGregor fight. But we all know why that why that yeah. fight ended up happening because because look at the gate 
for that card and how much Nevada was going to make off of it. There's no, there's no way they, they give up that payday. And and really like there was no, like the, even though it was sanctioned, like it yeah. was, it was a meaningless fight. It might as well yeah. have been, uh, uh, I mean, I think, I think Mayweather was actually defending a title or something in it, but it yeah. was, nobody took the fight seriously. Nobody in boxing nobody took did. the fight seriously. No best case scenario. Let's just say imaginary, you know, put on our fantasy caps and and Nate Diaz somehow believes whatever Jake Paul tells him, and and uh, they agree to this fight. Um, how, what's the most number of buys you could see that show doing? It's not UFC, and people don't yeah. take people. I, there's a there's a certain fan base that just doesn't want to accept the fact that people don't care about MMA; they care about the UFC. They see those. They see the letters MMA, they're like, yeah, yeah. But they see the letters UFC, it's like, oh, fighting, cage fighting, right? That's and that. and I think I think this would do better as a boxing fight. Yeah. yeah, you know, like I think they're drawing from a a better a bigger um, potential buyer pool if it's a boxing match than if it's an MMA fight because I think exactly. there's boxing fans that will not buy an MMA fight, but for sure y- UFC fighters or fans will definitely buy a big boxing fight. Yeah, if if they think it's big. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, it's, you know, UFC fight. You know, as far as the MMA fight under the PFL, it won't get very much promotion on ESPN because no. UFC kind of has that cornered. Uh, it'll probably be at a on a Friday night. Yep, <laughs> probably be on a Friday night. It'll and it'll probably be at a bad time against a whole bunch of competition, just because yep. that's how PFL does it. And uh, yeah, I can't see it doing a hundred thousand. Right, be honest. I, I mean, for me, I would say, I would say, I'd max it out at maybe seventy-five, because I think Anderson Silva and Jake Paul did around eighty, and I think Paul's fights have been going down, down, down every single time. Yeah, they have. But okay, let's just imaginary pie in the fight. Let's say we're both way wrong. And we're just completely underestimating. So not only is Nate Diaz going to get snowed and he's going to sign with PFL, but he's going to sign with Jake Paul. ESPN is going to say, wow, this is a great fight. We're going to promote this. We're going to put it on SportsCenter. We're going to have you guys on all the talk shows, and you're going to do all this. And the show does 500,000 buys. Okay? Now we're in complete fantasy land, right? The show does 500,000 buys at $50 a pop. That's $25 million. And – and the fighters are guaranteed half of that. So that's twelve and a half million uh for the fighters. You already said Nate Diaz wants seven million. Well, that only leaves five and a half million for Jake Paul and everyone else on the card. Like this there's yeah, not here's the a thing. chance. Like, here's the thing. Work. Here's the thing. And, and too, when it goes to 50 50, 50 50, when you go to that, are you going, are, is every fighter getting the same amount of money? Of course or is not. It, or is it going to be, it's going to be like on a, like even on these shit pay per views that'll do, yeah, do 12,000 buys, buys, or is it going to be the, be the, Ask uh, filthy the Tom or? what he made for fighting on the undercard of Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz. If he got a thousand dollars, I'd be surprised. Oh, I was about to say, do you know what he did made? I it wasn't a lot. And it, I mean, I'm sure there was an amount he was told, but that was probably based on certain buys. And uh I know I know that certain I didn't I've never asked him, but I know there's fighters that made five hundred dollars or less for yeah. fighting on that pay-per-view. And yeah. and I mean Chuck and Tito themselves, I think they they didn't even do like maybe two hundred thousand, something like that. Um, that they got and they were expecting like three million each. Yeah. So yeah. I've, and I really think people were overestimating 
Jake Paul now. It's like yes. I don't think I think every I don't think anybody cares about him anymore. I think like Logan novel, Paul would do better, honestly. I don't know that Logan Paul would do better now. I mean, I think the novel Well, just off the WWE be, stuff. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. but I mean, I think Jake Paul his only interest would be fighting that KSI guy again cuz Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Cuz he's got a he's drawing from a different fan base from around the world, yeah. right? Yeah. Like so, yeah, so that, you know, and even that like when what was that was on the um that was a different kind or was that thriller like i remember it was not traditional pay-per-view they it was some it was kind of internet trailer, pay-per-view yeah, yeah trailer, and they yeah. they actually did really well like they i think they sold like something like a million uh buys but it was it was a very low price point but they yeah. still did really really well like i want to say i want to say like like 10 bucks a pop and they sold yeah. like a million or something like it was just ridiculous yeah and plus even if they do paul and, and nate i don't know how much of a gate that'll do either either because- yeah i mean there's we're you know i think I, I read a report that said the um the paul silva fight was the second or third biggest gate in the history of the building but that was coming from like logan paul's promoters like yeah. i don't know that but, you can trust the, those numbers what they said what they said it did it didn't beat it didn't beat the UFC record in the building, but it beat the second highest UFC in the building, which the UFC record in the building in that building there in Phoenix was four point two million and second was like one point oh eight million. So right. we're talking about a range from one point oh eight million to four point two million. I I bet it did one point oh one point one million. Even one point one million seems like a lot for that but that's i mean so that's 1.1 million but that's not all revenue for pfl because they got to rent the building you got to rent the building and then and then the pfl i mean i mean i was looking at their history they've never released a an attendance or a gate for any one of their events going back no you've you've heard and seen some numbers i think i mean the i think the um i think the last pay-per-view i want to say i i feel like and maybe i don't think i'm making this up but i feel like i read somewhere it was like something like 23 to 2500 fans yeah, uh, maybe, that they got yeah. In, uh, yeah, on yeah. on that show in in uh you know what was it, it was a hulu theater right yeah that they ran in yeah yeah, yeah. so um and don't know and, you know, many, ticket i don't know how many of that's paid either so exactly exactly but even if they were all paid um i think ticket prices were you know under 100 bucks so you're probably looking at about a maybe like a hundred fifty thousand dollar gate um at best you know if everyone was paid and we probably know they weren't so um yeah it's um it's a dicey model and i just i just can't see it working but i do think they're gonna try it i think we're gonna see some sort of wacky pfl pay-per-view um the one thing that makes me wonder about this is they must have done some buys for that PFL thing because why would they do it again if they didn't? Well, I think I well, I think they've committed to doing it and I think they're oh, okay. they're swinging for the fences. And so they maybe they think that that Jake Logan I keep mixing the names up. Jake Paul's name is going to mean more than Kayla Harrison. Yeah, I, th- I think so. But at okay. the same time, at the same and going back to doing Jake Paul and Nate Diaz, you almost have to do that fight first because yeah. I feel because uh, you know I like the boxing Paul, fight. You mean no, no the MMA fight? Okay, okay. Like that fight has to be Jake Paul's first fight. Otherwise, you put him in there against somebody else and he loses. Novelty's already gone. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you could do uh Kayla Harrison, Larissa Pacheco uh, rematch. If you can get Cyborg, you could, you could put her on there. 
Um, the other thing that they could be looking at is maybe they're saying, you know what, our worst pay-per-views in UFC are doing 100,000 buys, and Jake Paul's a bigger name than, you know, Divis and Figueredo, so of course it's going to do over 100,000 buys. Like, maybe they're, you know, that, you know, like that naive to believe that. Um, but Probably so. Yeah. yeah, that could be. But, um, okay, and our we have to talk about number two is, uh, I mean, we, we brought this up on our last show, but obviously it was kind of just breaking when we recorded last time. Um, uh, but uh, Dana Wright, um, so we were wondering what was going to happen. And as of right now, it appears that the only thing that's happened as a result of Dana White and his wife getting into physical confrontation and Dana slapping her on camera is that the debut of the Power Slap League on TBS has been pushed back a week. Other than that, nothing. And no reaction. I mean, we've seen, we almost seen some defenses of it. Um, we saw Stephen A. Smith kind of be a complete idiot like he usually is. We saw Kevin Oioli write a puff piece on Yahoo about Dana White, putting him over for his charity. We saw Sean Strickland uh, say that he should have hit her harder. Or no, not sorry, not Sean Strickland, Sean O'Malley say that he should have hit her harder. I think is what, is what he said was what I read. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll clarify. He says he was more. joking, but yeah. I mean that's not a very funny joke. Like you, you, <laughs> even if you're even if you're joking, like why do you joke about something like that? Exactly. Why do you joke about hitting a woman? I know. Like, come on, like, like I like Sean O'Malley, but that was just absolutely idiotic. Him to even yeah. just make that joke. I know it was ridiculous. So I mean, there's got to be more, right? <laughs> yeah, there needs to be more. And my whole thing is that I wanted to bring up is just how how sickened I have been this last week about the reaction to this. It's just absolutely from from. I mean, I expected it with with uh, MMA Twitter. Uh, they'll yeah. defend Dana anything and and the absolute stupidity stupidity of the stuff of the stuff. And but when fighters like Jamal Hill. Jamal Hill's one, one that publicly came out and defended Dana. Dana, and there's been a few others who said, who said, well, she slapped him, she slapped him, him. You know, she deserved it back. I mean, did y'all actually watch the video when he was like? Yeah. It started when they were arguing, and she was trying to get away from him, and he was physically grabbing her to restrain, restrain yeah. her, and restrain that's her, and keep her him. from leave, to keep her from leaving mid argument. And that's when she slapped him was to try to get away, you know, get it was to try to get away. Yeah, she slapped him first. She slapped him first after he was already being physical with her. Then he slapped the shit out of her in response, and then slapped the shit out of her again. And and you know what it looked like to me also is, and the other people is that he pushed her afterwards. Like, come on, like that's you know what just, the other thing is? There's no fucking defense for this at all. No, and if you read body language, and and it's hard not to in a situation like this, the response from Dana. And and honestly, I'll be I'll be one hundred percent honest. The response from Anne as well—that's her name, right? Anne. Yeah, Anne. Yeah. Yeah. It was instinctive. So when he grabs her, she instinctively hit him. When she hit him, he instinctively responded by hitting her. There was no thought; it was instinctive, which tells me it's not the first time it's happened. Yeah, I mean, I don't <laughs> you know, want to speculate. I don't, I don't want to speculate on that. Well, you I don't hear, want to speculate, you, but I you, you can you, base it on you what story, you saw. You hear story. You see, you hear you hear stories from people in the in the know in the past, and then you kind of like. I'm not you even talking about like, hearing. Kinda, you the look way, at the, like, no, like like I'm yeah. like I'm 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 finishing. There's like I'm saying you you see from body language that suggests like yeah, this is there's definitely a pattern here. 
pattern here. Yeah. And that this has happened before. Happened before. Yeah, I agree with you fully. Yeah. Fully and there. so the one thing to me that I just I'm baffled that at the very least, if this thing sees the light of day, and you know, uh, uh, January 18th after AW Dynamite, we're going to see people with their hands behind their you know head back getting slapped in the face and try to knock them knock them out if if we're going to see something like that you cannot call it the dana white power slap league like no. how you know what i mean like i don't even think you can call it power slap like i either you change a name or you just get rid of it and honestly it was a bad idea to begin with i don't understand like there's so many reasons to just say you know what this was Let's just pretend this didn't happen and yeah, uh, move mean, on with I, our lives. But. I wonder if there's something in the contract that sa- says like they'd have to pay Dana and them a bunch of money if they oh, can't. So Dana it. gets paid for slapping his wife. That's even better. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> it's just, it's just, I know. You're probably because, right. Because, I mean, I heard everything, I heard everything everybody else did, everybody else did that they were that that Warner Brothers Discovery was looking to try to get out of the deal, out of the mm. deal, and that they had pulled it off. You know, uh, yeah. Originally, pulled, it was pulled off, pulled off yeah. indef- indefinitely, indefinitely, and then all of a sudden, hours later, they're coming back. Nope, we're doing January eighteenth, which tells me, which tells me something like almost like maybe lawyers got involved. You know, yeah, something, something. I just hope yeah. they. If, and, if we and, see this, they 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 got to change the name. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, the people come into his defense. I mean, Dane is not even defending himself. He's saying what he did was yep. what he did was wrong. Like, why if he's not defending himself? Like, why why is anybody else doing it? And all these fighters who say who think it's thinks it's okay to put your hands on a woman, woman because she she put her hands on him first. Why? Uh, no, you know, yeah. you never, you don't touch a woman. You don't, you don't, where I come from, you don't touch a woman. If she hits you, just walk away, just walk yeah. away. And if you're in a relationship, I mean, I don't care how long you've been married. If you've been married 30, 40 years, like they have, or you've been together 30, 40 day, days, if, if stuff is turning physical, there's something wrong there. Like you should never be in a relationship where shit turns physical. You know, that's all, that's mm. already the sign of an unhealthy unhealthy deal going on and i don't want to get into anybody's deals but i did like what dustin poirier said dustin poirier you know continued to show that he's the absolute classiest fighter in the sport saying you know agreeing with everybody saying no you don't put your hands on a woman ever ever so i uh i i've been married what what, i guess we're coming up on 32 years and uh i'm i'm this, I mean, this has never happened. You know what, what, what uh, Dane, what happened with Dane and his wife? Uh, I mean, the closest, you know. And there's been times, you know, when we get into arguments and stuff like that. And there's been times, you know, when my wife has gotten mad at me and she might like throw something at me or yeah. you know shove me or something like that. And it's like my first reaction isn't to hit her back. Yeah. My my first reaction is to probably yell at her and say like, "Don't do that," you know, or whatever, or turn around and walk away. You know, like I mean, that's what you do. I'm sorry, but yeah. you know, and and she honestly, like, we're almost the same. Well, actually, no, you know, she's she's in like gotten herself in incredible shape, and I shouldn't yeah. say that, but for a long time, we were almost the same size. Yeah. Uh, now, now I'm a fat blob, and she's like a hot hot grandma. But um, <laughs> I've 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 been in plenty of relations with plenty of women, yeah. and it's never. I mean, I've never had anything get physical or or violent, you know, just you know, silly, stupid, drunk arguments. But I've never the thought has never been crossed my mind to even lay a finger finger on a woman. And I think yeah. like if if that thought ever crossed my mind, I would 
I don't know how I'd be able to live live with myself if something happened. So. No, but I mean, you know, and again, like you said, Dana isn't even defending himself. So these people that are sticking up for him can go right to hell. Yeah. Um, it, it, you're right though. It has been a bad week. Uh, you know, between this and the other thing I cover on podcasts, I'm like. I need a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just like, yeah, and I can't. And the power slap thing, I can't believe it's is yeah. going on. Like, it, well, I, the next I mean, time we speak, we might be reviewing one of the shows. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to be watching it. I, yeah. Even, even, so, even if it was, even if there wasn't all that, you know. Yeah, you. We we it, talked about it. That, yeah, we weren't. We weren't even if, sure. Even if there wasn't this whole like, like it's probably more dangerous than boxing and MMA when you look when you kind of look at it because this is just absolute shots to the head head yeah. yeah they're slaps but i mean these guys have to wear mouthpiece mouthpieces and and like earplugs to make sure you know to make sure they don't get fucked up you know it's a it, it just something about it is just redundant like how like how how much how fun would it be just to sit there and watch people slap each other it's not like a fight where you know a whole bunch of different things gonna happen it's just dudes standing there slapping each other yeah yeah, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, if that wasn't enough, uh, we do have some news, and we got a lot of news. Um, I mean, a lot of big news. Um, and this first one, I didn't even know about it. Um, and in fact, you know, you mentioned cousin Umar is fighting this weekend, but Khabib is stepping away from MMA permanently. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he told his he uh, he told all of his guys and everybody like he's he's leaving coaching. Wow. Uh, you know, leaving coaching, he's going to focus on his family. He's got two boys and a girl, and he just wants to he just wants to be a family man because ever since he's retired from fighting, all he's been doing is coaching, coaching, coaching nonstop, and he's going all over the world with these guys, and he's not spending any time at home, and he just wants to go home and be a family man now. And uh, Eagle FC, his promotion, like he's stepping away from from like he's still going to be the uh, owner, head. yeah owner but i don't know how much involved he is going to be anymore he was telling javier mendez uh, you know who who trains all the fires with him at aka that you know he was being you know he felt done and javier told him just like hey you know go be with your family yeah so like he's not going to be in in uh, islam makachev's corner against volkanovsky and uh wow i really think that's going to be a big deal for a lot uh, yeah, of those, I was, I was those fighters that he coaches yeah i yeah. think this is a, i think this is a big deal i mean i he's I think as great of a fighter as Habib was, it is. I think he's just every bit as good as a coach, so, which is I mean, rare. Not not a lot of time do yeah. like great great Hall of Fame athletes yeah. um, become great coaches. But it I mean, it does happen. Yeah, like like every fighter he's in the corner of is just it just does incredible work. Yeah, incredible work. And you know those guy. And I mean, it's not just that they step away from coaching. Like when you step away from coaching, like you're not training with these guys anymore. Yeah. So they're not training with with Habib and getting all of his knowledge and every and all and all that anymore. So I think it's going to be a big deal for a lot of the fighters like Islam and Cousin Umar and all those guys who've been training training with them. You know, and it's going to be sad. It's going to be sad not seeing Habib around anymore anymore because you know he's. Yeah. No matter no matter his politics or what it is, I think deep down he's like a good dude, but he's also, you know, because of where he's from and all that, you know, he's not necessarily the best dude. We'll put it no, no, way. no. Yeah. He we last saw him in on the uh, on the Bellator Ryzen show. He was yeah. in the corner of uh, his one of his fighters in the uh, can't remember the guys Godzi Rodmanov or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
wow, that was uh, wow, that came as a surprise, and uh, we'll see. I guess maybe this weekend, you know, when Cousin Umar fights, we'll see if there's any difference. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, it's kind of early, probably, but you know, even just not having him there might be might have an effect. Yeah. You know, giving him advice in the corner in between rounds and stuff. So. Um, and then you mentioned, uh, you know, like we're talking about a great, great fighter and, um, there's some potential UFC 283 issues. And, uh, this was actually brought to my attention by somebody that isn't even an MMA fan. So this is crossed over into the real world. Uh, what the hell is going on? Okay. So UFC 283 is scheduled for, uh, the 21st in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, Brazil's going through all sorts of issues. Their uh, presidential election they had last year has become – it's turned into what Donald Trump wanted the U.S. US thing to turn That's into. That's how it was described to me. 2021. Like there has been a coup that has yeah. been successfully – successfully happened happening in brazil brazil right now i don't know i mean i don't have anything in front of me and i'm just going based yeah, yeah, on yeah. what i can what i can remember but their ex-president uh bolsonaro uh i think that's how you say his name who's who is basically described as the donald trump of of brazil you know far far right wing far right wing uh he actually fled the country and all that and is staying in jose aldo's house in florida hiding out there and apparently out of autos in his own kind of uh, shit, shit in Brazil. That was basically described like a Brazilian version of what's going on with Brett Favre right now. And, you know, oh my God. and stealing a bunch of money from the government government. Like, I think, I think he took a bunch of money. I think Aldo took a bunch of money uh, during COVID time from the government that was kind of earmarked for less unfortunate people. Which is funny because oh, Aldo no. kind of lives in Florida. He splits time between Florida and Brazil. So, so, but, uh, yeah. And there's a coup going on and Bolsonaro's wanted back in Brazil. You know, there's talk about extraditing him and there's just all sorts of like protesting and fighting and going on in Brazil and the whole country's kind of in flux. And there's talk about it potentially affecting the UFC show, UFC show there because, uh, flights in and out of the country are very hard to come from come from right now and just being out in public is not necessarily a safe safe place right now there so uh yeah it's a very kind of so, sketchy... they have a backup plan the, the apex or what yeah i have no idea i have no idea i don't i don't even know i can't even tell you if they're thinking of it to begin mm. to be honest yeah because i mean a lot of the fighters are from brazil so they're probably there already so it's probably yeah. like easier to get people in there than to get people out of there would well, be my guess getting the people out of there after they get them in there is going to be a tough thing too yeah um now so so jose's buddy the the is he the former president he's the or former he, president okay, he's the so, former president he lost the election fair and so square. there so jose's trying to get him back in power uh, he's helping he's hiding him out oh. in, in the u.s gotcha. he's i think he's wanted for all sorts of like crimes down there and he's hiding out in the u.s oh my u.s God. and just he, he just you know he happens is, to know is, is this guy friends with vince mcmahon or what? he's friends with donald trump so i'm probably sure yeah you know? um man Okay, not not related to UFC 283 or necessarily this thing, but a side question that came up in this discussion that we had. Yeah. How big of a name is Jose Aldo in Brazil? Uh, I think he's pretty massive name. That's what I said. That's what I thought. Like when you and when you say pretty massive, like we're almost like Jordan, Serena Williams level, right? 
I, I, I can't say for sure. I know that I know that that first that pay per view with Chad Mendes, they when they put it on, put it on in Brazil, it did huge numbers. And yeah, and that was on TV, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it did like like twenty five million viewers. Or something. Yeah, something like that. He's very, he's very popular down there. And would you say that? And there's the other side question. And and you're a good person to ask because you're not from either country. Would you say that Jose Aldo in Brazil is bigger or, um, or less uh, culturally impactful than George St Pierre in Canada? Probably say equalish. Okay. See, and I thought I thought Jose would be more, just because I think George St Pierre for a brief period of time was pretty big, but only in sports. Like he yeah. didn't really cross over into mainstream culture yeah. as much as I think Jose Aldo yeah. did in, in Brazil. Yeah. Again, I don't know. Then again, I'm not sure about Aldo okay. in Brazil. I'll just yeah. Yeah, but you got a pretty good idea, GSP in Canada, because you went to UFC 129, right? Yeah, I've been to plenty of UFC events in Canada. Yeah, he's pretty big there. Yeah. But and, and even now, like, I mean, he's, you know, he shows up on TV, people are going to watch. And but I mean, he's not like he's not like a cultural icon in the sense like he's not like Wayne Gretzky or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I don't know that um, Aldo's a cultural icon down there. OK, he's not mentioned in the same breath as like a Pele or, you know, like. That. OK, but but every bit as big as Anderson Silva. Yeah, yeah probably so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just a side question that, uh, yeah, my friend who casual MMA fan, more of a wrestling fan was, we were talking about. So, um, all right. Next news item is, uh, an update on, uh, Aljamain Sterling and, uh, Henry Cejudo. Yeah. Cejudo was doing, uh, some commentary at, I think it was the LFA show this past weekend. Some show anyway. Anyway, he said, uh, he, uh, Cejudo said the fight's happening at UFC 285 on March 4th. So okay. It hasn't hasn't been announced. I don't know that Sterling has confirmed that. They've been going they've been having their little Twitter fun. I know I know based on seeing like Sterling like his Twitter photos, his Instagram photos, his Instagram stories, he definitely looks like somebody who's in a training camp. Okay. Which if he's in a training camp, March fourth makes all the sense in the world. So And so who knows so, back in the testing pool? Yeah, oh yeah. He's been back in the testing pool for well over six months now. Okay, we probably well, talked about it on the show when. when he yeah, was yeah. For, he's been there for a while. He's been okay. there for a while. For a while. I mean, we should be knowing what's going to be headlining those pay per view cards in March here pretty soon. Yeah, pretty soon. Winner, between. winner takes on uh, Shane O'Malley in July, probably. Probably so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Darius had some stuff to say about Dustin Poirier. Yeah, yeah, but Neil Darius, if you if you've read his comments, I don't know how many have, but no, uh, he's definitely angling for a fight with Dustin Poirier. Mm-hmm. He talked about how if Dustin Poirier only wants to fight big names and not these up and coming hungry guys in the division, that Poirier should just retire. Uh, which, oh. is, which I mean, you know, and Poirier respond. Poirier, uh, let me find. I can find the exact quote if you give me just a moment. Surprising, because uh, I guess he's okay being the heel, Darius, because Poirier is such a nice guy. Everybody loves him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Darius is on an eight-fight win streak. Yeah, so uh, – yeah, the uh, Benil Darius said Dustin Poirier should really consider retiring if he doesn't want to fight rising contenders. And Poirier responded, thanks for the advice, Benny. I'll take it into consideration. Not sure if you're in the hot sauce or not, but if you are, free shipping on me. 
So sitting in some Poirier's Louisiana hot sauce. Yeah. He yeah. said, uh, Darius said, uh, he was on submission radio here. You know, I've got his quote. He says, like, I wish he'd be a little more clear as to what what it is that doesn't excite him about me. You know, so Darius is definitely angling, angling uh, for a fight. He said, uh, he said, "Is it because I don't have a name? Because it because if it's just because of the name, he he should really consider. And I say this as nicely as possible. I'm not trying to be a dick, but he should really consider retiring. Because if you're going to look for names, if you're only going to look for to fight only guys that will that the name will get you, bro. There's dogs coming. There's dogs. They're young. They're hungry. And they're looking to kill. So hmm. you know, he goes. It's like there's not a whole lot of Michael Chandler's out there left in the division. So." What do you think of that fight? I like it. I like the fight. Yeah, I, I've thought it made sense, especially if Poirier's goal is to get another title shot. So, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, get and get, you know, if it's Makachev, yeah, if his goal is to get a title shot, that's that's the fight to make, in my opinion. Going to have so. to beat him, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, uh, two more news items. Um, we'll save the last one you have here on your notes for last, but one you didn't mention. Um and and it, I don't know how much we got to add, but we'll mention it anyways. Um, Victoria Lee, the um, younger yeah. sister of uh, of Christian and Angela Lee from one, and we talked about one earlier. Um, she eighteen years old, um, uh, MMA fighter as well. Uh, her nickname was a prodigy. You mentioned that um, she. Uh, some people said that she's the was the best fighter in the family. Yeah, um, there's a yeah, there's a lot of people that the. That thought she was she was the most talented out of the three Lee siblings. Yeah, um, I'm just looking. I'm re- reading an article here on TMZ about it. Uh, not really uh, any news about how she died. Do you, Do you know anything? I have no idea. I know as yeah. much as everybody else does. Yeah, three and O fighter, um, and also she has a brother as well, Adrian Lee, who is is also a uh, a fighter and. Uh, one interesting thing is I don't know if um uh you knew you knew this or whatever, but I don't know, maybe this is where she got the name, but Angela actually grew up in Victoria, Victoria BC. Um oh. before before they moved out there. I did so not know I, that. I, yeah, I don't know if uh yeah, this yeah, there's absolutely no no um no cause of death, which is very odd, um, that has been released. But she was also actually scheduled for this card this coming Friday. Um, uh, she was supposed to fight oh, Ziba Bano. Yeah, she was. According to uh, Sherdog, article well, on Sherdog, I'm looking at. Here. I know this happened. I think like right after Christmas, like yeah, like the 26th, and they kept yeah. it. They kept it quiet until yeah. But know, so. the the uh, article on Sherdog um, says the very last line of the article says uh, she had been scheduled to return from hiatus to face Ziba Bano at one on Prime Video six on January 14th. Cause of death is unknown as of Sunday night. She's survived by her parents, Ken and Jules, two elder siblings, and a younger brother, Adrian. So, yeah. It's just sad. It is very sad and uh, tragic. Like, I just, uh, I, you know, thoughts and prayers obviously go out to the family and to everyone at one uh, who obviously probably knew her. And, and uh, you know, very sad. I'm looking at a picture of her. and Oh, my God, it just breaks my heart. Um, I mean, I have daughters that are, you know, older than that, actually. So I can't imagine what that family's going through. Um, and then the last one, um, uh, Phil Baroni. 
Um, and this was another one that broke like shortly after we recorded last week, I think, because it feels like it was two weeks ago. Yeah, it was like Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he was arrested in Mexico for attempt attempted murder or murder? No, murder. Yeah, murder. Homicide, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and his wife, girlfriend, girlfriend. Okay, and uh, I mean, I, I just unreal. Like, what, yeah. what? What? Tell tell the story here for those that don't know. So he's, he's been living and living, I guess, in Mexico for a few months few months or so uh so a lot of people who have been talking about baroni have said like he's not all there right now he wasn't all there mentally mentally and josh barnett was speculating cte was starting to kind of was starting to take over which which you know when stefan bonner died yeah when stefan bonner died like the two things i was worried about was was fighters like that with the steroid issues having young deaths and fighters turning into what now Phil Baroni, now Phil Baroni's going through because I fully believe he wasn't he wasn't all there in his head you know you know these people these guys with the CTE especially if it's a massive case they you know you're a walking dementia basically yeah. basically depending on how much it's taken over over you and he you know the fact that he turned himself into police. Please, I don't know that he fully was aware of what he actually did, you know. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, there's uh, he uh, his uh, girlfriend uh told her told him that he that she cheated on him and uh, he reacted uh violently. Let's put it to you that way. Pushed her claim claimed that he pushed her in the shower and she hit her head. And that he put her in the bed and, and went out to get some stuff and came back and she was dead. And he immediately, cl- immediately call, called the police, mm-hmm. and they've been holding they've been holding him. And uh, there's some news that came out tonight saying that examinations on the victim's body showed at least 37 injuries um, to her. So, which tells me like he yeah. did something. He he yeah. did something brutal to her, and I don't know if he realized he even did it. You know, the, because you know, this, because you know, this, because the fact that the fact that he came back and found her body and immediately went and got the cops, like that tells me, like he, he didn't did, remember, yeah, like he, he didn't remember doing something yeah. to her. You know what this reminds me of? Yeah, is uh, Jimmy Snuka. Yep, well, I've seen a lot of comparisons to it. Yeah, yeah, I mean that just the way you described it—that's exactly what immediately came to my head. And I mean, there's so many guys, you know, and and the more that stuff like this happens, I mean, you know, I'm thinking about like, you know, Mayhem Miller, like, you know. What, you know, how bad did, you know, with DFCTE, you know, like, um, you know, and, and other guys, you know, uh, that, um, uh, what's his name? The the guy that everyone c- compares to the painter. Um, the God, I'm driving, drawing a blank here. Uh, you know, the guy I'm talking about, the featherweight, um, that UFC cut, big kind of rising star, pothead. Um, the uh, Bob Villa, whatever. Oh, Luis Pena. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, Bob, like Bob, Bob Ross. Yeah, Bob, Bob Ross. Violent Bob Ross. Yeah. Um, Bob Villa. Bob Villa. Bob Villa. <laughs> I can't believe you he, got it off of that. He made. <laughs> he made the. But I know Bob Villa because yeah. I used to. My dad. He would watch those building houses show. And then, yeah, yeah. And then I was a big fan of Home Improvement. Well, Home the funny thing, like so when Tim I heard Taylor's. him call Violent Bob Ross, I had no idea who Bob Ross was. So when you know, and like for me, my references is. Well, you said Taylor. painter. When you I said know. painter when I was yeah. there. 
It's like, are you talking about Bob Ross, Bob Ross? Yes, or, yes. No. Okay. Now. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. But I mean, guys like that, you know, and there's, there's more of them and we hear about them. And even the, the one fighter that um, stabbed his sisters, remember? Um, and, uh, and then, you know, like, re, you know, realize, oh my God, he yeah. didn't remember doing it either. And he ended up getting out because his yeah. sisters defended him. Like, yeah. And and this kind of goes back to the Dana situation and, yep. and the fighters defending them, thinking that it's okay, it's okay to hit a woman if she lays her hand on you. No, because no. shit like this is what is exactly. the, could be the end result. Because they don't realize number one, I mean, maybe they're not in their right brain, you know. Anyways, but number two, you know, you're you're drunk, you're doing other things. Number three, you're a professional athlete who is probably like three times as big as the woman you're getting into the altercation with. You know, there's just oh my god, it's. I hope we don't see any more of this, but yeah, I worry that we're going to see a lot more of this. Yeah. Um, yeah, all right, fight announcements to end on a positive note. Um, there's a lot of big ones here, a lot of big ones, yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked about Strickland and Imavov. Uh, I won't go, uh, UFC fight night February 25th, like, yes, like a bunch of one of these lists are kind of like prelim fights, but a big one. Tatiana Suarez is finally making her return. You know, the we've been waiting for her to return. She's been talking about it for a couple of years. She's been dealing with back injuries and all sorts of she's returning. She's returning at flyweight. She's fighting Montana De La Rosa. Big test for De La Rosa there. And Suarez, if she if she stays at flyweight and she gets some wins, there's a legit threat to Valentina Shevchenko right there. I I can't believe that the first name you didn't mention was Mike Pallott. Um, well, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll let you do. Yeah, Can they, well, that's a battle of Canadians right there. Well, it is, and and his brother plays for the Jets, and uh, he he's <laughs> a guy. He's a guy with uh, Team Alpha Male, right? The coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, that's the one I'm looking forward to from this. I didn't even notice Tatiana. I'm like Mike Malott's back, baby. <laughs> Probably yeah. should put Tatiana at the top of the list there. I know. I just I just, did, no, I just did, you, you're right. I just do them in the order of when they get announced yeah. during the week. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 no biggie. And uh, March fourth, the show that I might be at. Yeah, some fights at UFC it. UFC two eighty five. The uh, Jeff Neal Shavkat Rachmanov fight has been rescheduled for that for that show. Like I said last week when we talked about Neal pulling out, I had heard it was not going to be he was not going to be out very long, and that's kind of why they pulled Rachmanov, knowing that they'd be able to rebook it real quick. And then Bo Nickel and Jamie Pickett has been rescheduled for that show. Hmm. You know, they're supposed to fight in December, but Nickel was a uh, hurt, so. So they just rescheduled that fight. Kind of, kind of surprised they didn't put Neil Rachmanov as a main event of one of these other cards, but yeah, yeah, they probably have stuff already, already scheduled, and we're just trying to fit it on a schedule, fit it on, fit it in somewhere. All right. Okay, let me get a drink real quick. And uh, yeah, they, that's uh, yeah, that's March fourth, UFC two eighty five. We yeah, still don't yeah. have a main event. Still don't have a main event. Well. Well, I don't think that Sterling and Suhudo is the main event. No, by the way. time by the time we're back again in two weeks, I think we'll have a main event for that show. Yeah, yeah, I could see them announcing it by the pay per view show, probably uh, as soon as we end this show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, UFC two eighty six London, a uh, few fights. Uh, Jennifer Maya against Casey O'Neill. That's that's yep. a big fight there. <coughs> <laughs> Excuse me, uh, Jai Herbert against Ludovic Klein and Lerone Murphy against Nathaniel Wood. So three UK fighters. Yeah. So, and then the last one to point out is UFC 287, uh, April 8th. Cynthia Calviello going back down to strawweight. Ooh. To fight Lu- Lu- Lupi Gudinias. 
That's uh, that's that's actually notable. But Cynthia Calvi is going to try to. I I'm I'm trying to picture her as a straw weight, and that's interesting because she's always been a flyweight. Well, she was straw weight for for a while there, but then she had issues making weight. So, yeah. Okay. No, I I, I don't I didn't remember that. Yeah. I um yeah I thought because uh, in my mind she's always been a flyweight, but I guess I was wrong. Um, all right, so that's going to do it uh, for the for the show. Um, Ryan, uh, you obviously, don't have anything uh, coming up, like back in the Wrestling Observer to plug, but you'll be back on duty uh, covering this show on Saturday while everyone else is watching playoff football. You'll have it on a second screen. And you'll I will be covering this show. I will. Luckily, luckily, uh, where are the Packers playing? Packers are on vacation, which okay. honestly, I'd much rather, I'd much rather them not make it than than being, than being eliminated in the first round, which I thought was going to happen because, uh, because me, the way I look at it, once the playoff starts, everybody's got a clean slate and anything can happen, and then I get my hopes up and I just know that they're going to go play the 49ers in, in San Francisco and lose. So you know, I didn't want that to happen. Um, are, can, can I ask you something? Did yes. you did you record the call the football game? Uh, no, I was watching it. I, oh. I, okay. me, I, I knew TCU was going to get blown out. I mean, blown this out. is a record, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I didn't know it was going to be that bad, but I I yeah. didn't think it was going to be a game. I mean, big SEC foot <laughs> SEC football is ridiculous. Is ridiculous. Yeah. That's like pro. That's like pro. The football. fourth team in the SEC is probably you know like the fifth best team in the country. Yeah, I mean Georgia's um, pro. Georgia's probably got thirty five guys on their team that's going to go pro. Where TCU might have, might have ten. Five. Yeah. Ten. Like, ten. Yeah. Ten. Ten. They got 60, yeah. 65 to seven. For those that don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, like it was great that TCU got there, but the Big Twelve is not the Big Twelve of old. Old these, you know, the SEC is the super powerhouse. I think if TCU, if Ohio State had pulled off that upset against Georgia, I'd have liked TCU's chances. But I was, you know, I, I was just like, I was kind of taking the attitude uh, as alumni, the happy to be here kind of attitude. Attitude. Yeah. You always want to believe your team has a chance, but I mean, Georgia, defending national champions, they ran the table last year. They had run the table this year, number one all year. I mean, it's just, yeah, yeah. That was. Uh, I hope uh, anybody uh, that was betting on it took the took the over and and uh, gave the points because uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was a and uh, yeah but hey you know what nice moment for uh, for your local team there uh, did you go to TCU yes oh okay cool I didn't know that I assumed but I I'd never asked you yeah um, I feel bad yeah I feel bad for my best friends my best friend my best friends are married and you know my best friend Nathan his wife Jenna they took their two two young daughters out there they all went to the oh. game and spent some time in LA this weekend I feel bad. I feel bad because you know we're all alumni and they you know that they had to be there to witness that and I saw some pictures I was just like yeah this game's out of hand we're just gonna eat popcorn <laughs> so well, it was like yeah it was like what 21 7 by you know a couple minutes into the second quarter and by that yeah. that point you're you're done like this is like the uh 80 86 Super Bowl um yeah kind of that's the one i always remember that's before you were born i think or right around the time you were born yeah, um, yeah those would be that would technically be the first super bowl that I was yeah that's to. the first one i remember you know like watching as a fan i think i was 15 and yeah the, with the uh, super bowl shuffle and all that but anyways we digress um so yeah ryan will be back covering the uh covering the uh, uh ufc for uh wrestling observer i'll be on break i'll be in i'll be on twitter i'll be on uh, facebook so you can check me out see see pictures from disney world and gonna go to a few wrestling shows while i'm down there and uh 
and uh, take the family with me. And uh, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. And I'll come back with my batteries refreshed and uh, ready to cover the uh, the pay per view the uh, from Brazil if it happens. Uh, so uh, for Ryan. I'm Paul, and uh, Ryan, why don't you take us home like you always do? All right. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Have a great week, and enjoy the fights this weekend. Later.